The partial U.S. government shutdown is now reaching record-breaking status. After this week, the shutdown, if not reversed, will become the longest one in this country's history. The president and Democratic leaders have been speaking almost daily to the American people, but not Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Why does he remain on the sidelines as the shutdown grinds on? This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Capitol Hill with more on this is Bloomberg's congressional reporter, Laura Lithan. Laura, I know it's a really busy week on Capitol Hill, so thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. So describe Senator McConnell's reputation as a leader and a negotiator in his party. McConnell has been in the leadership team for many years, including when President George W. Bush was in office, through the Obama administration, and now under Trump. You know, he's been the top Republican leader for more than a dozen years. What he's known for most are his negotiating skills, and he has a reputation for pulling together big bipartisan deals when he wants to. He's also someone who's less about being on TV and in the limelight and uh, more about working behind the scenes, usually in a very partisan way. Uh, he's all about positioning Republicans to get into the majority or keeping them there if they have it. And what's his relationship been with, uh, with President Trump over the past few years? Certainly very different than it was with Bush. With President Bush, the two were on the same page on things most of the time. They had a very trusting relationship. With Trump, it's much more hard to predict for McConnell. He's been able to help usher through a big tax cut package under Trump, as well as scores of conservative uh, judges, including two Supreme Court justices. We are probably now, despite what we read, we're probably now, I think, at least as far as I'm concerned, closer than ever before. And uh, the relationship is very good. We're fighting for the same thing. But he's found himself under attack by Trump uh, in some instances, including during the months in 2017, when the effort to repeal Obamacare was running into problems. And that was sometimes because Trump's positions kept changing. And at the same time, also, Trump's poor approval ratings and his tweets were complicating to Senate Republicans in the midterms, although they did wind up picking up two seats. So I think that takes us to where we are now and to this record-setting shutdown the country finds itself in. So describe for me the, the way Senate Majority Leader's role has been unfolding in the current negotiations. Well, we're certainly going to try to help the president uh, achieve what he'd like to do with regard to the wall and border security. And that'll obviously have to be done on some kind of bipartisan, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> some kind of bipartisan discussion. Well, um, he initially was uh, working in a very bipartisan way on these spending bills with the Democrats. They had agreement over the summer to uh, fund most of these agencies that are shut. And we're holding back, waiting to see what, uh, what issue Trump would make over the wall, if he would fold over that, as he has over many other appropriations battles since he's been president. They both basically have run over a lot of his calls for deep cuts, that type of thing, and um, have, have worked together and were planning to move ahead. Now, they thought that was going to be the case again uh, just before Christmas, McConnell was going to move ahead with a continuing resolution just to fund the government through February 8th. Mm -hmm. The indications for the White, from the White House were that he would sign it, and then he surprised everyone. The president suddenly uh, wanted to go full bore for the wall, and we had to shut down. And so he took the president's position, and he said no matter what the new House Democrats and Nancy Pelosi pass, nothing will go through his Senate and nothing to the president's desk, correct? That's what he said, yes. Is that normal? 
Well, I mean, if, not, a, if, a, if a Senate majority leader is given a bill by the House, is it normal for him to say, well, the president's not going to sign, so I'm not going to vote on it? The Senate will not take up any proposal that does not have a real chance of passing this chamber and getting a presidential signature. Uh, it's, it's not normal when you have a president and majority leader of the same party uh, to you know, for him to split with the president. So he, you know, he's had a tough relationship uh, with the president, but he doesn't want to split with him. And he's also in a bit of a box here because he realizes that anything that happens, Trump has to be willing to sign it. And Trump is shifting his positions quite a bit and, you know, changed tack on McConnell once and they found themselves in a shutdown. And I think he's waiting to see uh, what the president can do, what the president will sign, and he's kind of taking himself out of that. Laura, what do the people you talk to on Capitol Hill or across Washington say about uh, Leader McConnell's decision to, to take this approach, to take this strategy? Why is Leader McConnell shuffling off to the sidelines, pointing his fingers at everyone else and saying he won't be involved? Probably because he realizes this president, President Trump, is erratic, unreliable, and sometimes even irrational. You know, he's being attacked by uh, the Democrats who are calling on him to take a stand, and they're expressing a great deal of frustration. But he's, he's having none of it. You know, Republicans have been sympathetic generally, and Trump pleaded Wednesday for Republicans to stick with him, and publicly McConnell is doing just that right now. Uh, Laura, over, over the span of this shutdown, we have heard or seen from President Trump almost daily. We have heard uh, and seen from Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi almost daily, especially after they have these White House meetings in the Situation Room. They come out in front of the West Wing and, and they talk to the media. But we haven't seen Mitch McConnell do that. Is that his M.O. or is that he just doesn't want any part of this? He uh, doesn't seem to really want to own this. And... Um, I think it partly reflects his frustration. I think uh, it's also, you know, that reality that the president has to be willing to sign something. Uh, he doesn't, he also, you know, I think wants to protect Senate Republicans and polls show that the public blames Trump first, then Democrats, and then Senate Republicans, and it's like in the single digits for the Senate Republicans. Then there's another issue, and that's his own reelection. You know, he doesn't want to be facing a primary challenger in 2020 when he's on the ballot. A shutdown is no good for any incumbent, but taking on Trump isn't good for a red state incumbent who's facing re-election. So what does he risk the longer this 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 goes? The, you know, we're already the longest shutdown in U.S. history. So what does he risk the longer this pans out for America? There are risks that um, more Senate Republicans will um, start to want to defect, and he'll be under increased pressure. So far, we've seen a few Senate Republicans do that. Susan Collins from Maine, Cory Gardner from Colorado are both calling for the government to re- be reopened, and there's no uh, there's no coincidence that they also are up for re-election in 2020. Another senator who is not, who has been very vocal, is Lisa Murkowski, and we could start to see more Republicans uh, calling for McConnell to take some action to reopen the government. Is there a chance, though, that, I mean, considering he's such a master negotiator and knows how things work on Capitol Hill and knowing that the situation in the White House is is tenuous, is there a chance that Nancy and Chuck battle this out with the president 
it ends at some point and he comes out as uh, come clean? Well, um, there's a couple ways that this could end that would be um, beneficial here. One thing is Trump may simply pull the plug on the shutdown. He could declare an emergency and try to use monies from the Pentagon to, uh, to build a border wall, in which case this then moves to the courts. Perhaps the government reopens and he, Trump just sees he can't win and moves the fight there, maybe even loses the battle in the courts, whether he can use funds in that way. But it just takes the pressure off and the government reopens. You know, we also, secondly, can't rule out the idea that Mitch McConnell could step in later on with a solution. He's good at doing that. And the sidelines aren't usually where he operates. You know, in 2013, uh, a deal struck between McConnell and Senate Democratic leader Harry Reid helped end the 16-day government shutdown. In 2012, McConnell was cutting a deal with Joe Biden that ended a fiscal cliff and made most of the Bush tax cuts permanent. It was a very big deal at the time. And then also in 2011, McConnell and Reid craft a deficit-cutting compromise that helped prevent a debt default after toxic collapse between Speaker Boehner and President Obama. So he's usually at the table, and we can't rule out the idea that perhaps if this goes on for another week or two, that he'll re-enter with some idea. Is that what it would take for this to go you know, two weeks, three weeks, is that what it would take for McConnell to break from President Trump? Have the Senate vote to reopen the government and send the president that bill? To do it over the president's objections, it may take weeks or longer. I mean, he that is really not in his DNA to break from a sitting president, especially one that is popular with voters in his in his own party. And for them to suddenly try to move a bill, see if they could get a veto-proof majority in the Senate, see if... You know, the Democrats could get one in the House and then and then force Trump's hand. I think that is not something Mitch McConnell would want to do. It would have to be under intense pressure. Laura, thanks so much for joining us today. Okay, thank you. Make sure to follow Laura and her reporting on Twitter. She's at Laura Litvin. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.